Hello, PolyM fam, and welcome to Talk Your Poly Off, presented by ilovepoly.org. This is your podcast for ethically navigating your relationships, your community, and yourself for a healthier and happier lifestyle. This is Bella Doll. She is my sunshine full of giggles. And this is Joshua Monsuda, the logic to my emotion and the chaos to my order. So now you know us. Pull up a seat and let's talk our poly off. Happy holidays, Polyam fam. Jingle bells, jingle bells, Batman smells. Robin laid an egg. <laughs> I'm Bella. I'm Monsada. And this is Talk Your Polly Off. Yeah, the very special Christmas edition. Yeah. Or whatever traditional celebration day that you have right. at this time of year. Yule. I'm a personal fan of Yule. Oh, what? <laughs> bum bum. You'll burn the Yule log. You'll turn on lights. Yesterday was the first day of Yule, and the day before that was the winter solstice. With what is that? The shortest day of the year, but the longest night. Yeah. It explains why I slept so much. That that's what we'll go with. Yep. Totes. Yeah. And then there's Hanukkah, and there's. Kwanzaa. Yeah, all kinds of things people are celebrating right now. I don't know all of them. I'm not even going to pretend to know all of them. Happy holidays. Whatever holiday you celebrate, happy that day. And if you don't celebrate, happy Monday. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to just another day. So here we are. We're actually, we do celebrate, so we're going to talk about some of that. You are a super big fan of the Christmas season. I am. I love the holiday cheer and all the joy and all the crazy people running each other over to get a parking space at the mall. It brings out the best. Yeah, it does. It really does. (laughs) I am not. Halloween is more your thing. It is. It is. It's better than Christmas. Better? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. (laughs) A bunch of undead and candy. I mean, we could have an undead Christmas. I've done that. Yeah. I had a zombie tree once. A zombie tree. Yeah. yeah. I oh. had a little zombie. I had little zombie things that I screwed in eye holes on their heads. Oh, geez. And I made ornaments out of them. <laughs> little tiny cute guys made out of plastic. It was Speaking it was of cool trees, one uh-huh. of these days, did you, I don't think you ever saw it on Facebook when I shared it. There's a tree... You know how, like, trains are a big thing around uh-huh. Christmas trees yeah. and stuff like that? We compromised on our tree last year. I have to have a tree, but I don't have to have a live one. I can totally rock a fake tree. No big deal. Yeah. And they came out with black Christmas trees. Perfect. So it perfectly mashed up with Monsuda's Halloween black dark heart and Bella's shiny holiday Christmas cheer. I'm the black tree, and you're the shiny ornaments. Yeah, and it still has twinkly lights on it, so we have a black Christmas tree, and it's fantastic. Yes. But I saw a thing on Facebook where, like, on a fake tree, you take bunches of the branches, Uh like, from top to bottom, right? And you make kind of layers, like a layered cake, so you squish them together so Uh there's, like, space in between the layers, and then you put, like, that fake snow... Um, fabric-y material on top right. and then you make like a little village and you can have a little train go around an area and then you have your next bunch your next like tier of the tree cake yeah. and you can put more little village people and village stuff on it. You put the village people on it? Totally! Y-M-C-A. Y-M-C-A. But there was also like a thing where there was a ladder going up the side and like Mickey went up this ladder and all the shit's moving on the tree oh it looked super cool. Totally huh. hashtag goals. 
That sounds like a lot of work. It would be, but it would be fun. Yeah, okay, that's fair. It would be kind of cool. And then, like, one whole layer could be your undead secret well, crazy. Well, I was actually going to say, you could set up your cute little village and everyone's going Christmas shopping, <laughs> and then I could do the zombie outbreak oh, part. Oh, no, that would be kind of fun, though. Yeah, <laughs> They'd be like, oh, God, who did that? <laughs> who do you think? Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> but that would be kind of fun, actually. Yeah. And then on another scene, there'd be, like, people Christmas caroling or something. Yeah. And then Cthulhu would come up behind oh, them with no. tentacles. Oh, it would be so good. I would have it all decorated, all cute and pretty with my village people and my Disney characters, and it would be all pretty. And then I'd wake up the next morning, and half of them would have heads chopped off, and you'd have all your <laughs> creepy shit coming in. And I'd be like, ah, what happened? Yes, vampires. Werewolves. And then we could have the tree set up at Halloween, and it could just no, be up the whole time. No, no. <laughs> nice try, though. Or, cute. we have a big front yard now, right? And mm -hmm. you know that section over by the mailbox? Yeah. That's kind of like a cutout in front of that wall? Uh -huh. That could be your, like, dark, black, lit, like, Halloween scene, surrounded by the Christmas lights. At Christmas time. At Christmas time. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. So you want to get back on track? I'm on track. I'm talking about Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas Eve's Eve. Well, and I guess that's that's what we're doing today, right? Yeah. Talking about holiday cheer. It's the very special Christmas edition. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we had a busy weekend. We really did. Kind of, some of it was planned, some of it was unplanned, last minute. Kind of busy. Your girlfriend, we celebrated her birthday this week. We did. K-Fug's birthday. Mm -hmm. And it was a little surprise party. We pulled off a little surprise. And it was it was intimate and it was nice and I got fucking hammered. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Both of my partners. So did she though. <laughs> Both of my partners. I was like, ah, oh, I will play the sober one and take care of you. It was pretty funny because when K-Fug gets really fucked up, she gets loud, like louder than she normally already is and drops F-bombs left and right. Like instead of like, oh guys, you're making a fire. It's so cool. She comes outside and, oh my God, there's a fucking motherfucking fuck fire. Yes. Yes, there is. Thank you for noticing. And then when the lovely Mansuda gets hammered, he's really good at playing it cool. And he doesn't want to show everyone that he's hammered because he's the ultimate host, I right? I don't care. I don't care. No, no. I'm just a really good drunk. He, That's what it is. <laughs> so he's walking around the fire pit, very nonchalant. And of course, nobody else would notice this, but I know how he usually moves about. And so I'm watching him walk very carefully. <laughs> well, I was pretty messed up. Yeah, I know. I and know. my legs and I quit talking to each other <laughs> like we normally do. And so they were kind of doing their own thing, and I was trying to get them to do the right thing, and my head couldn't figure out what was going on. It was very entertaining for me. So yeah, sober. I had to be a little careful because I didn't want to fall in the fire and die. Right. It was a good time. And then we tried to record a... Over on Patreon, if you're a member of our Patreon page, we have bonus episodes, and we do this, like, poly fireside chat where we talk around the fire pit around about random bullshit, like, super not on topic, just totally fun conversation. Yeah. And we tried to record one because we had, I don't know, six or seven friends over, and uh, he, he had the hiccups, and oh, we just God. could not get through recording. <laughs> I actually had to leave the fire, come inside... And crunch down in my bathroom for a while <laughs> to get my lungs to start working the way they were supposed to. It was like, look, you guys, the legs are already acting like assholes. 
you lungs don't have to do this. <laughs> it was so funny. Let's all learn how to get along so we can all function. And the right. lungs are like, no, buddy. No, yeah. it was not funny. So, <laughs> for the sober partner, it was hilarious. I bet it was, actually. And actually, he was a really good drunk going to bed. He doesn't remember getting to bed, but he put away all the food, like turned off the crock pot. We got the fire put out, turned off lights and locked doors. It was good. He did really good. He just didn't remember doing any of it. <laughs> I'm a very responsible drunk. Yeah, so that was fun. That was our surprise birthday party. Yeah. Yeah, we moved some furniture around. It was just a busy weekend all around. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, and later oh, on tonight, oh. we're going to go see Star Wars. Yeah. Super excited about that. Yeah, I've been dying to see that. So Yay! We each got a Christmas gift for the other. Right. And we're doing the movie pass through AMC where you pay a monthly subscription and you get to watch up to like three movies a week. Yeah. So we're going to take a little extra time, maybe this next month and... Do some extra dates. Go see some extra Go movies. Some, we're big movie fans, so it's it's a monthly fee that you pay, and then you can see three movies a week for free, having just spent your monthly fee kind of a thing. And I've seen every Star Wars movie in the theater, so i got to continue that tradition. Gotta do, and it's a Christmas tradition. Yeah. So, yeah. So, here we are, Christmas Eve, Eve. We uh, what, what do we have planned for our Christmas holiday? What do we have planned? Actually, that's a strange thing, because... This is the first time in my adult life that I don't have a lot of family around. Well, and it's not that you don't have family around. It's that your that family's grown up and kind of doing their own things. Yeah. And so that's kind of weird. And I'm not sure really how to deal with that. Yeah. I mean, uh, my kids are all grown up and out of the house and they're all doing stuff and, you know, work schedules. Some of them actually have to work through the Christmas stuff and. And some of them just have their own thing going on or they're too far away. So so we don't really have a lot of big Christmas stuff planned this year. Yeah, I know in the years past that I've been around you and your family, mm-hmm. there was always a day for gingerbread housemaking yep. and always purchase just some cheap, fun stockings to decorate with puffy paints and glitter and stuff like that. So we've done it for a few years. Yeah, and that's... this year, no one's around. Those have been a couple of traditions. So every year we'd get the kids together and we'd all decorate a new stocking each year. Yeah. And we didn't do that this year. Uh, it's a little weird. Yeah. And I remember, do you remember when you guys got into the, was it a sugar fight in the, the living powdered room? Powdered sugar fight. Yeah. Powdered sugar from the fucking gingerbread houses. You and your youngest. My youngest daughter, yeah. Yeah. It was like, at first it was like this fun little tease, like, I'm going to throw a pinch of powdered sugar at you. Mind you, this is over a table, over carpet. Sugar in the carpet. Cloth couches. Oh, and cloth couches everywhere, yeah. And it started with this tiny little pinch of sugar, and then it was like, you're going to throw a pinch? Here's the whole fucking bag in your face. That's how we do. Oh my God, it was so funny, and at the same time, like, we're going to have ants for days. But we didn't. They cleaned up, and it was good, and they've gotten into a few food fights. It was flour another day in the kitchen. It's part of the fun of being a part of my family. I know. You never know what's going to happen. One day, everything's boring and normal. The other day, you're covered in powdered sugar. And I was wearing all black, and it was a good Mm -hmm. time. Yeah. So we don't have those plans this year. You and I are going to be doing special date nighty stuff. We're going to go see a couple of Portland traditional Christmassy type events. Yeah. Uh, I've been wanting to show you Piddick Mansion. Yeah. 
That one should be really fun. They decorate. They, it's a, it's obviously a mansion, and they've got different rooms, and they decorate each room to the year's theme. And I think this year's theme was like storybook tales. So each bedroom in this mansion is decorated for Christmas according to that storybook tale. I just thought of the greatest bucket list item. Yeah? These are all in bedrooms. We should try to have sex in every one of these <laughs> settings. Like, I've never had sex in a gingerbread house. Oh, no. That would be pretty cool. We're going to get thrown out and arrested. Oh, probably, but yeah. it would be fun. It would be fun. So what we need to do is we need to do record a lot of episodes <laughs> and schedule them all. So yeah. that if we go to jail for like a month, Our people are taken care of. Yeah. yeah. I gotcha. But we'll got to have had sex at the North Pole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sex on your North Pole. Oh, ah! <laughs> And then I think we're going to go check out some caroling at the grotto. Wait a minute. Did you just pull a me? <laughs> pull a you? Does that mean I'm dirty? Yeah, or I'm usually just... the dirty-minded one. <laughs> but I know where your mind was, so I just got down to your level. Why don't you get down to this level? <laughs> <laughs> caroling and lights at the grotto. And we're going to go see it snow on Lincoln Street in Vancouver, checking out the house lights. Yes. So what is the grotto? The grotto is... A church, like a monastery kind of a thing. Okay. Um, and they have different areas all set up, and outside is all decorated in twinkly Christmas lights. And inside they have indoor choirs and choral groups coming in. And then outside they've got all sorts of performances and hot chocolate and all this stuff okay. going on. So there's a lot of local bands and choirs and stuff that go carol over okay, at the grotto. Cool. So it's a beautiful setting of architecture church decor and i love that I right really do. super super pretty um decorated in lights and christmas music okay cool and then there's a place in vancouver that makes artificial snow yeah on christmas eve night they're known for their um their house decorations more twinkly lights uh -huh. and they go all out same they're the same house that they do it during halloween as well but on christmas eve they make it artificially snow over their house with the christmas lights so we're going to go check that out as well. So we'll have sex on their porch. Maybe, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Maybe they have a swing and we can have swing sex. Oh, that's a good idea. That'd be fun. I always like that. Yeah, and we'll just, you know, pretend it's part of the scenery. Yes. I'll wear my Santa outfit. Oh, no. Ho, ho, ho. I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus <laughs> on the porch in the artificial snow. That's really pretty. I like that. No. No, I still can't sing because I'm still getting over that cough, Yeah. that co chest cold that I had that uh -huh. killed me and I couldn't record. That was horrible. Yeah. So back to K-Fug's birthday. Yeah. Because you're talking about your cough and <coughs> that. Mm -hmm. So I, as some of you know, a couple of weeks ago, went to the hospital. Yes. And the doctor, the ER, what do you call it? Emergency room. Emergency room. <laughs> uh, that place where people put pins in your arms wow acupuncturist yeah. um drug dealers <laughs> anyway it's a place i don't go to unless i'm about to die and i was about to die and then i learned i had to do all sorts of changes because this is a long-term thing and right so and, and the reason i'm talking about this is because at k fug's birthday my typical drink of choice has always been tarantula tequila and red bull it's called a spider bite and it is candy it's so for good. your face even if you don't like tequila, this is like a citrusy sweet tequila with the Red Bull. It's actually really good. Oh, it's super good. I recommend everyone get it. <laughs> 
And then if I didn't have that, then I'd do whiskey and then have like a Coke back or something. Right. Both of which are carbonated drinks, the mm -hmm. Coke and the Red Bull. Well, one of my life changes, I'm not drinking carbonated anything anymore. Right. Not even like carbonated water. Like, right. no bubbles. No bubbles. Which sucks, because that's my favorite part of these yeah. drinks, is the, is the bubblies. Anyway, so you and Kay Fug went and did some things so that I could prepare the house for the surprise party. And one of the things I had to do to prep was go buy the booze. And I'm sitting there in the booze store, looking at my options and thinking, realizing that I don't know what to drink <laughs> if there's not a carbonated beverage involved. Right. So I spent way too much time just wandering around. The guy's looking at me like I'm like going to hold the place up or something. <laughs> and I thought, well, okay, I'm going to get some stuff that I'm sure is good. So I got Fireball. I can drink Fireball straight. And, right. And I like it. Yeah, okay, judge me. I don't care. <laughs> well, we can even put it in cider. Yeah. And then I got a bottle of Kraken rum because mm -hmm. i've always wanted to try it but i've never been a rum person until we didn't I even open you. it last night did we no Ooh. but i also got this other stuff and it's <laughs> peach whiskey but it's in a can and it looks like a turpentine can i was gonna say it's totally turpentine i, I didn't it know it was. tastes like turpentine with a peach flavor it's kind of <laughs> nice it was poured into my peach sprite <laughs> yeah so i don't know how to mix things with juice or whatever so I just mixed the peach whiskey with the cinnamon whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> so I drank a lot harder that night, which is why I got so hammered. Totes, yep. So life changes. That's always a good thing. And yeah. I guess we'll talk more about that on the New Year's Eve episode. Ooh, yeah. We're going to talk yeah. like like resolutions. And yeah. if you don't like the word resolutions, just some, some goals and looking forward into the new year. Yeah. Into the roaring 20s. If you would. I am super stoked. We're going to have a masquerade ball and it's going to be great. Yeah. I even know what I can wear if I don't get anything else. Yeah. I need to see if my pinstripe suit works. Good time. So on to our actual content and meat of our episode. Oh, I thought this was the content. And the meat. I like meat. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel do. like this was just our intro, but oh, you know. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about Polly and the Holidays. How about we start with different holiday beliefs, because we yeah. mentioned that at the beginning. And how does that work with polyamory? Well, if you've got multiple partners, each and every one can have a different background and belief in what holiday they celebrate. Right, or if they do at all. Or if they do at all, or if they just shut out their lights for three months and they say, screw you all, bah humbug. I mean, I'm down with that. Right, I know. When you start dating in general, like, well, let me take that back. When I start dating somebody, say I'm starting to date someone in April or May right. or something, and something like holiday talk doesn't happen for months. Right. Because you're not doing holiday stuff, really. I mean, like, Fourth you have, like, Fourth of July or whatever, <laughs> but really when it comes down to it, you don't have big holiday discussions a lot of times right away. Yeah. And when you're monogamous, I don't think that that really happens until the holiday shows up, and then it's just a matter of, like... Whose parents do we want to visit this right. year or whatever? But when you have different belief systems between different partners, I mean... Well, I don't think the holiday discussion comes up, but I do think the religious and belief discussion comes up. Uh -huh. And people can kind of infer from there what the holidays will look like, right? Yeah. So if you start dating someone and you find out they're hardcore Catholic or Christian, you know Christmas is going to be a big deal. They're going to go to Mass. It's going to be a big church 
thing. If they're Jewish, you're going to learn be about Hanukkah, Hanukkah yeah. if you don't know about Hanukkah. So you can kind of guess what the holidays, not that you're necessarily thinking about it, but let's say you're hardcore anti-anything holiday, and they say they're into some religion, you might have a problem if you're not willing to compromise. Right. Now, you and I do pretty well with compromising you're not into much of the Christmas season I at all. I hate Christmas, and you are the embodiment of Christmas spirit. Right. If you've seen Noel on Netflix this season, oh my God, I am her. It is amazing. <laughs> if I was smaller, I would wear all of her adorable little outfits. I have a Cricut machine, and I could make you all the holiday cheer cards. Like, And glitter is my favorite color, so it's a thing. Yeah. So yeah, we found a way to just compromise on things. Little stuff like the black Christmas tree. Yeah. You know, and you are willing to help me put up Christmas lights because you know that it makes me smile and things like that. Or we have a tradition now of getting um, a new Chris ornament for the Christmas tree every year. Yeah. Which we still need to do this year. I got you one. No, but we didn't go get oh, one. Oh, a joint one. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you find little ways to compromise. So even though that discussion doesn't come up early, I think you get to know your partner's belief system. Right, that's fair. What happens if you have different belief systems and you're living together and it's time to decorate? That's probably something that's going to cause discussion, right? Totally. Like I don't I keep referring to Hanukkah and Christmas because yeah. those are the two most common. Yeah. Or the two you hear about the most. Right. So you decorate differently for both based on your belief systems or your ceremonies or whatever reason that you're putting these things out. I guess that's also a potential conversation to have on if I do this for my belief system on these days, how is that going to affect my partner? And, and having that discussion with my partner on what works and what doesn't. Totally. I think would be a really good way of determining A, if you could even partner with this person on holidays and B, where your level of compromise is. Right. And I grew up with, there were a couple families in my immediate neighborhood and I played soccer with one of the girls and the guy was in my brother's class. Like I've grown up with a couple families uh -huh. that did have parents that were split. One was, I think, Christian and one was Jewish. And so he would come, I think the dad would come to church and we'd see him in church with the kids on Christmas Eve for mass, but she wouldn't, the mom wouldn't be there with them, just dad and the kids. But then they'd go, go do Jewish stuff with mom for Hanukkah. Uh -huh. um, and they would just split it that way. Like they figured out a way to make both holidays work in their household for their kids and their kids learned both. Right. And as they grew up, like I knew them all through high school and everything, as they grew up, the kids chose what religious path they were going to take, yeah. but they got information from all of it. So they were just more informed. That's cool. So, and then that, that brings up kind of a fun thing. So depending on how traditionally you take your belief system, mm -hmm. or even if you have a belief system, sometimes people celebrate holidays for just tradition, uh, hereditary reasons, mm -hmm. right? Like it's their just, parents did yeah. it and their parents before them and their parents before them. And then some people just like the holiday. Right. right. Like I love the Christmas holiday, but I'm not doing it any longer for religious reasons. So really I should be saying I'm celebrating Yule because all of the traditions that I enjoy come from the pagan history and whatnot. But I right. still say I'm celebrating Christmas. Right. And that's the thing. I guess that's where I was going is like you learn how to compromise a little bit. You learn how seriously or not seriously you want to take something and how traditional you want to get with it. 
like me personally, I don't celebrate any Christmas thing for any religious belief system. Right. If I'm doing it at all, it's, well, you know, because you like it. But also, if there's something I like about the Christmas spirit, I'm going to go ahead and do that. Yeah, because you enjoy that. Right. And I'm not Christian, so... I don't know, maybe I should call it the Yule season also, but right. I really don't care. Like, this is what I know, and this is what I'm okay with. If someone else is like, well, I prefer it to be called Yule, and when I'm discussing it with them, then absolutely, I'm going to do that. Like, maybe it's literally offensive to them to call it Christmas because they're not celebrating Christ. Right, right, right. And whereas I, I just don't care. Yeah. Like, like for me, I'm not going to get bothered by names or labels or terms because i'm cool with whatever i guess i'm pretty low-key in that sense well you want everyone to be happy like mm -hmm. that's just part of who you are so everybody else can call it what they will but if it, it's not gonna offend you so you'll go with the flow to make others around you happy yeah so and and, and i guess you can create your own traditions mm -hmm. right with your partners or create like you and i are doing the ornament together mm -hmm. I might have another partner where I'm doing, I don't know, some weird random thing with carrots. Yeah. I don't know. Carrots? Yeah. That's really random. <laughs> Maybe that's like Olaf's nose. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Oh, yeah, you don't do Frozen. No. Oh, Frozen 2 was really good. That's cool. I guess really what I'm trying to say as I'm beating around this giant bush is that when it comes to different holiday traditions or beliefs... One of the advantages of having multiple partners is you get to create these new traditions with different people. Yeah, and you can meld them together. And mm -hmm. if you are trying to mush together Hanukkah and Christmas, maybe you do blue and white Christmas lights outside, you know, so you still mm -hmm. get your twinkly lights up, but you want to do it in a Jewish color, you know, like right. you find a way to make it work for you. Yeah. Or have your Christmas lights and then have your menorah. Like you figure it out, make it your own. Yeah, and that's that's one of the great things about having multiple partners is that you get to learn different things about different belief systems and you get to explore. I was going to say that's part of Polly that I loved when I was first starting. As I end up with different partners, I picked up a little bit of, you know, the Hindu religion and the Buddhist religion and the pagan. And like I picked up all these little things and kind of make my own little belief system. Yeah. Um, so that's that's a good plus and positive side of being Polly at the holidays. Yeah. Definitely. But with that uh -huh. also comes families. Yeah, and that's where it starts getting sticky. Right. Yeah. So, and then that's where maybe a little bit of compromise isn't a thing. And where sometimes you might have to learn about a tradition that's not yours so that when you're visiting your partner's family, you're understanding what their traditions are and you're getting along well with your new extended family. Or... Right. And you can hold conversation with them about their holiday. Right. We talked a little bit about it during Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. but holidays and poly and families, one, not everyone is out. So sometimes you end up taking, you know, a hierarchical stance and taking only a primary partner to family holiday gatherings. Yeah. Because you can't take that other partner, even if it's not a hierarchy in your household, it becomes that or, you know, walks the line of couples privilege because the couple gets to do all the things together. Right. You know, and for us specifically, I haven't introduced K-Fug to my family yet. Mm -hmm. So we're just not quite at the family stage. Not that she isn't welcome because I would absolutely show up with both of my partners. We're just not there in our relationship yet. Yeah. And when you get there, 
there's a whole lot of navigating that needs to be done, <laughs> you know, like with your mom being super traditional mm -hmm. and very set in her ideas. Mm -hmm. I know that she knows that you are polyamorous mm -hmm. and she's aware that you have multiple partners. And I think that she's cool with it as long as it doesn't have to be seen by her. Right. She doesn't want it in her face. She's not even a fan of, like, she'll skim past my posts on Facebook just to, like, not see me. Right. And, and so when you're rolling up with more than one partner and you have a family member like your mom mm -hmm. who isn't quite accepting or thinks it's a phase or what, whatever It's accepting as long it. as it's not around them. Right. Then how does that work? Like, I know that you'll end up hearing a number of sideways comments. Right. And, uh, you know, I'll be able to field a little bit of them, but some of them <laughs> you'll still have to answer to. And and then your partner who's coming in, K-Fug, she's going to have a whole different set of ways of doing things there. Yeah. It creates more. Yeah, I so guess. Polly and the holidays. Woo! It's a good time. Yeah, it makes things more complicated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, and then, you know, that comes down to even, like splitting time up right so what if your family does something on christmas eve but then my family wants to do something on christmas eve mm -hmm. and then k-fug's family's christmas day and then we have to like fight over the christmas eve thing or split time or separate and go to our own things you have to figure out all that time and then what if you have to throw travel in there Right. What if it's out of town and everyone doesn't live in the same area? Well, okay, so let's let's take these a couple uh, one at a time. So we're talking about splitting time up mm -hmm. or or scheduling. This is where scheduling is super important. Oh, polyscheduling. With polyamory. Hashtag Google Calendar. Yeah. <laughs> there is that thing where you have to learn how to schedule well enough to make sure that everyone that needs time during the holidays gets that time during the holidays. Uh, otherwise, you may accidentally be neglecting a partner on a day that is really important to them, or they might not feel as important, and it might make the holiday a little sadder for that partner. Well, and not being afraid to speak up either and be like, hey, this is really important to me. Right. You know, even if we don't stay the whole time, I really need us to go to this thing right and speaking up for the things that you want or need in your holiday as well which i even had to do with some of the events not just family time but hey it's really important to me that we go do piddick mansion right or whatever so that way everyone can get it on the calendar mm -hmm. and figuring out which ones you want to do with which partners do you want to do everything together as a group of all the polycule or are there certain events or family things that you do only want to do with one partner or another? That also becomes a challenge because as, well, let's just use the Pick Mansion mm -hmm. as an example. And let's say I have a partner I've been with for a while and that partner also wants to go to Pick Mansion. And then each of my partners wants to do it as a private date thing. Who do I take first? And then who feels like, oh, he's already seen it, so what's the point? Right. Or, this isn't as special now because only one of us is experiencing this for the first time. And we've been there. We've had oh, this yeah. situation come up. And, and I think we've personally grown a little bit from that where we've learned that the experience is different with each partner. Yeah, it definitely is. And then as like a hinge partner where... 
we'll just take a movie for example because we're going to go see Star Wars. Yeah. Say I have three different partners, all want to see Star Wars, all want to make it a special date night. Who's first? Who's second? Who's third? And then how do I deal with that personally? Not only do I have to choose, which I would probably choose based on schedule, then I have to also manage my feelings of, because I do feel extra guilty when I could do more. I have to manage my feelings on guilt a little bit when it comes to, say, I took partner A first, and then partner B, Star Wars is more important to them, but they couldn't go until a couple days later. Right. And then so partner B is a little sad because I've already seen it with A, and then I feel bad because this isn't as special to that person. So then I have to handle my own feelings around that and be okay with that, which isn't always easy to do. Right. Because we're talking a movie here, but it could be something like the Piddick Mansion, where it's like a once a year sort of thing, you know? Yeah. And then C is also, I mean, I kind of touched on it, but you want to make sure that a partner doesn't feel less important or less valued or less loved. And you got to figure out how you can do your part in the relationship to make each moment unique and special. Right. So that it's not like, here's a cookie cutter date and here's a cookie cutter date, you know? So that's a tough thing to deal with. Yeah. When it comes to events around something like Christmas. Definitely. And even just making small things like maybe like I'm going to go to the Piddick Mansion with you. Maybe I'm going to go with K-Fug, you know, maybe you and I do a certain dinner before going mm -hmm. and maybe we hit the gift shop and get something after, but maybe her and I were doing it not at dinner time. So we're not going to do a meal thing. And maybe we're going to go check out the Japanese garden down the road afterwards right. and make something, make the experience different between the partners. Exactly. And in that way, even if that partner knows you went and saw it already, they also understand that you care about this connection and you care about this experience and you want to create a genuine loving memory with them that you get to share with for as long as you're together. Right. And that memory will be different because sure, I've seen this room yesterday with somebody else, but our conversation, we're going to look at the same pieces in this room and it's going to trigger something that you and I talk about that's mm -hmm. different from what K-Fug and I would talk about. Right. And our inside jokes and our commentary and laughs from our experience will be totally different from yours and mine, even though it's the same view that we're looking at. Right. And I think that's something that people forget in Polly. And then if we're looking at it from a non-hinge point of view, say you're one of the three partners and you really want to go see the Star Wars or you really want to go see the mansion Christmas thing mm -hmm. and you have a partner that has multiple partners that's already gone and you're just waiting in line to have your turn to do the thing with that person sometimes you can kind of feel you know we're, we're doing the role reversal thing so now you're feeling maybe not as important or not as loved or not as cherished and you might start having those negative feelings or right. building up resentments what Bella just talked about is a great uh, Great. <laughs> Waskily Wabbit. It's a great way to way we think about it. <laughs> Are you still drunk? Maybe. So, one of the things that Bella was mentioning was talking about making each experience unique and on, on of its own. So, in that way, 
where it could be easy to say, oh, this person doesn't care about me this much. If you turn that around so that you're not building negative feelings towards it, um, you could say, we're going to have our own unique this. Or it's great that that person got to go out with their other partner and got to do all these things. So now I want to maybe show them a good time right? and surprise them with something different or, you know, just something new to the table that will really allow this experience to still be unique and fun and loving and great. Right. Well, and even with, okay, so we talk about the Piddick mansion and the grotto and these things that we're going to do. Right. Uh-huh. But then, you know, there's K fog brought something up about a train ride. Yeah. You know, so, okay, cool. Maybe I do the train ride with her. Uh-huh. You know, and that's a special thing because you and I are already scheduled and talking about Piddick Mansion. Right. But then there's cosmic tubing in Christmas time up on the mountains here, up at Mount Tabor and Ski Bowl. Okay. I've been wanting to do that for years. Yeah. And I want to get a, a motel room overnight so we can go in the middle of the night and do the snow thing and not try and drive down the mountain at 3 a.m. Right. I've been wanting it for so long. That's something I'd want to share with both of my partners. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that... Okay, Fug and I are going to do this train ride. Doesn't mean that the next year you and I couldn't do it because, again, it's a totally different experience and memory and it's still special. Yeah. But if I wanted to divide up things this particular year, do something special with you, something special with her, and do a group activity, that makes things special for everyone and nobody feels left out. Right. And personally, I think if you manage to do more group activities as a polycule or a polypod, it gives you that opportunity to create good memories with your metamores and it gives you more of a chance to grow closer so that you can experience compersion better mm-hmm. when they're actually out doing something on their own. You could be like, oh, that's cool, though, because they are great fun and I hope they have a fun time at the train ride, our glowing snow what do you call it? Inner tube thing? <laughs> glitter tube? Oh my god, I want a glitter tube. I said inner tube. Oh, I thought you said glitter tube, and I just got so happy for a you glittery inner tube. You always have glitter tube. on your mind. Woo! So, like, we all got to do that as a group, and I felt good about that. And so, when you two are doing your train ride thing, I can feel better compersion there, because I know that the person you're with I've watched you two together, and she adores you so much. Right. And she just wants to see you happy, just like I do. So when she gets to do that, that makes me happy, because now I get to see both of you happy. Well, and then you get to take part in that joy, too, when we come home and tell you all about it. Right. You get to see us light up and all excited. Yeah. And if I'm not building resentment, like, man, I wanted to go on that fucking train ride, you know? Yeah. Like, if I'm not building that resentment then it's easier for me to be showing compersion. Yeah. And so I think that a lot of group events is good for polypods. Totally. Polycules. Because it gives you the chance to really connect with people and know that the people in your partner's circle are the people that care about your partner. Just right. like you. Well, and that's another episode altogether, but I've experienced it before where, like, I've been happy for you and a partner when you guys have gotten to do a certain date you've been wanting to do or whatever. Right. But I've also experienced where I don't know your partner. They're maybe a stranger to me or I've barely met them once. It's harder for me to be excited and happy for my meta when I don't know them. Right. And I'm like, yay, you're happy and excited. 
but I'd like to feel the full joy for you guys. So on my end personally, and we've experienced this a few times, it works better in our situation when we get to know the meta on just a friendly basis. Right. What were you, what were we doing the other day when you were in the backseat and you were like, I wish everybody had, could experience meta relationships like this, or I don't, what, what were we saying or we what were, were we doing? K-Fog helped do some furniture moving this last week. Oh, that's right. And we were coming back from dropping some couches off for my son. And we were all driving home and having a great time and talking about great stuff. And I just kind of got washed over with this feeling like I have a pretty damn cool meta. Yeah. And I'm thankful for that because I've had other times where I've had really shitty metas. Right. And I have to get all fighty about it. And, and it's just <laughs> nice not to do that. To have a solid little polypod. Yeah, one where I know that everyone's everyone's in it for a lot of the same reasons. Or everyone feels good about what's going on. Yeah. You know, whatever. And, and I was gone with her a good chunk of the day. Mm-hmm. Half the day or more the other day. And you know that I'm in good hands and mm-hmm. or everything's all good. You're not worried about stuff. Right. So, I mean... Those are other things, and I feel like we sidetracked just we a little bit. It's part of the part of the meta holiday family sharing experience, right? <laughs> and then, so yeah, I guess in a way that's kind of like talking about your partner's family. Yeah, because partners are family in a way. Yeah, and then you're in a fashion partner's partner like it can go on and on right so that's how to get along with metas is one of the great ways to make uh holiday seasons awesome absolutely even if you can't have good family members that are actually biological family members that don't quite understand or aren't willing to accept it gives you the chance to be closer to other people yeah now we'll jump back to the travel thing though mm-hmm. so in the split up of time, say you have a partner who's going to fly back east or fly out west right. to visit family, and they are taking a different partner. So if this were a case for you, yeah. as an example, and say your family lived in Philadelphia or whatever, and you're taking KFUG home to see the family, and I'm here, and I, I mean, I have my kids and my wife here but i don't have like extended family here yeah what would i do i mean you know like you're out celebrating christmasy stuff states and states away and i'm twiddling my thumbs right especially because you don't live with your kids anymore they're all gone out of the house right so then you know the travel means that it couldn't be where hey you and i are going to spend christmas eve and then tomorrow at christmas i'm going to spend with this partner now you're gone for a week. Right. And the whole week is dedicated to that one partner for this trip. Right. And then it becomes like, okay, do we do our Christmas before? Do you literally make your Christmas time on a different day mm-hmm. or your holiday time? Or do we do it later? You know, we've got a lot of friends who are, you know, yesterday was family day. Today is polypod day. Tomorrow is, you know, extended friend family polycule day like right. where people have multiple christmases just like they do multiple thanksgivings at that time of year too and this is actually one of the ways that really help make polyamory easier is if you're willing to say christmas doesn't have to fall on december 25th every time 
with every person, then you're not trying to cut 24 hours between multiple people. Right. If maybe you black out that day Mm -hmm. and each partner you're celebrating Christmas on a different day and no one gets Christmas Day. Right. The 25th. That's a way you can do it. Yeah. One of the ways that I've seen that I'm actually not a fan of is say you went out for a week and you visited and that took away from my Christmas. Right. So I'm going to say, well, if that partner got you for a week on this holiday, then I get you the week of the New Year's holiday and you right. mine on that week. That seems like a fair trade in time on the surface, but I don't think it really is. Yeah. Because the Christmas spirit is a lot different than the New Year's spirit. Yeah. Right? And, it, and it would be like me saying, well, I get to spend Halloween with you mm-hmm. and, and no one else does. That's kind of not fair. Right. I still want a Halloween with other people. Right. Yeah. So if this is a thought process where you're like, well, this is how we're going to try to do it. Maybe think about that on a deeper level because blocking out time also blocks out people. Yeah. And especially at this time of year, you know, Christmas means one thing. And for some people, it means family. Some people, it means friends. Some people, it means religion. And New Year's means something entirely different. And a lot of times, it's just more social. And it's and it's a different vibe altogether. Right. It's a party, and it's a reset, and it's closing of one chapter and opening a new chapter. Right. Or even if it was like, well, if you're going to spend a week with KFUG back east for Christmas, then you have to spend the Thanksgiving week with me and my family right. down in Pueblo, Colorado. Or <laughs> Making shit up now. A little bit. <laughs> Again, it makes it a little difficult and it starts almost coming off as demanding or yeah. creating expectations, uh, rigidity in the schedule. So that isn't quite always the direction to go. Now, if you can have that conversation and everyone's cool with splitting up times like that, oh, that totally works for me or I'm all right with that or whatever. Sure. Yeah. But if you feel slighted and you feel like you need recompensated, then I think it's probably the time where you might want to stop, take check of your feelings. Yeah. Take check of why you're feeling this way. And instead of kind of expecting a partner to fix that learn how to do that work for you internally so that you can change it within without expecting someone else have to do this right so if you're going to go out if you're the one going out of town Mm -hmm. and you're like okay i'm gonna be gone all christmas week but i but you can get new year's with me kind of a thing Uh i'm a big christmas person so if you're not here at christmas i'm not upset that I don't get a week with you. Like, that's fine. Go do your thing with your other partner. I'm more upset that I'm not getting to share these experiences of the holiday spirit with you. So I'm sad to be missing that. So maybe the week before we make it, you know, hey, there's a couple of these holiday things and events that I want to do with you. Can we do it before you go out of town? Mm -hmm. Um, So I can share those moments with you. And then if there are very specific things I want to do the week that you're gone and it's important to me, then I need to do them for me and I don't need to worry about, well, he's not here, so I shouldn't do them. Like maybe that's where I need to look internally and be like, 
I want to do these because it's important to me. Maybe I bring a friend. Maybe I bring my sister. Maybe we do something like that, but I still get to experience what's important. And I speak up for those few events that maybe I do want to share with you and we can schedule them for a different time. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a really great way of doing it. And then it kind of goes back to being flexible on what day you get to call Christmas with each partner. Right. Definitely. So here's a fun one to bring up with the holidays. I'm ready. Finances and gifts. Oh, shit. I know. It's our favorite topic. Well, and that one is different based on your financial level, right? Yep. Not everyone is going to have the privilege of being wealthy. And then you're also buying for more people when you're polyamorous if you're a gift-buying person. Right. And again, you want to make sure that everyone feels valued and appreciated and loved. So you make sure that your gift or whatever that you're getting is important to them. And that can rack up financially so fast. And that you're not getting just like generic socks for every partner. Like... Unless I really love socks. Totally. And make, but that's where you want it. Like we have a store here locally. Sock dreams. Sock dreams. And you make them special socks. Something that they would enjoy. I don't know. Harry Potter socks or Cthulhu socks. Yeah. So <laughs> we went on a date for your birthday. Yeah. To the beach. And two years ago? Two years ago. And on the way out of town, you really wanted to hit sock dreams. You've always wanted to go there. You haven't ever gotten a chance. Yeah. And so that was part of my itinerary. Mm -hmm. And I'm a plain sock person. (laughs) You give me white socks or you give me black socks. I mean, I'm just, it's all business, right? (laughs) And we go in there and we're shopping around and I really don't care. (laughs) But you're having the greatest time ever and Mm -hmm. you're loving it. So I'm happy with that. And as we're walking around, I see a pair of Cthulhu socks and I'm like, (gasps) I've suddenly changed my mind. I really like this store. I want to wear the funny socks now. <laughs> if you guys could see the look on his face right now, he loves these Cthulhu socks. I really love those Cthulhu socks. And we got them at Sock Dreams, and I didn't I didn't think I'd have interest in it. Yeah. I thought it was all going to be you, yeah. and it wasn't. Like rainbow bright socks. and yeah. yeah, and you got some really cute socks through there. Yeah. So, like that as an example, if you are getting something for somebody unique to them make it special for them yeah and that's where you know that's a lot of people's complaints oftentimes in poly i don't feel special that you hear that all the time well why do you you know with multiple partners i'm no longer the special one the one and only one true love forever and ever right well no you are still special because you're the only you (laughs) and that is the truest shit ever right so yeah um gifts and finances around this time are tough I'm in a special predicament because K-Fug's birthday is December 22nd and Monsuda's birthday is January 8th. So I get birthday, Christmas, birthday. Yeah. <laughs> so that gets a little tricky and I'm broke. But again, making gifts special and unique to the person that you're giving them to. And if you can't do gifts... That's okay. We all feel that pressure this time. And gosh, it feels so good to give. It really bums me out when I'm so broke at the holiday season because I really want to give people gifts. I don't give a shit if I get anything. I want to watch other people open things. Right. And right now this year, I can't. And it's horrible and I hate it. But I have to remember it's not worth like 
stressing out over bills and going into debt and all those things, they just might get more gifts for their birthday during the summer or something like that when we're on our feet more. Well, and that really comes down to like, um, if you can't spend a lot of money on all these extravagant gifts, make sure to schedule in extra time. Right. That's a great way of doing it. Go to it. the nickel arcade. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing is the older that I get, and I've, I've got Yoda years behind me, right? <laughs> Baby Yoda? No, adult Yoda. <laughs> 904 years as of Empire Strikes Back. You start to realize at some point in your life that material things, while they're cool or cute or they look good on the shelf, they're just material things. One of the things that I like to do when I'm making a gift for somebody is try to make an experience out of it. Yeah, we talked about that this year with trying to get rid of the cluttery gifts, yeah. more to the things to dust on the shelf, right? and buying experiences for each other. Right, because... Like the I concert mean, tickets. The concert tickets, uh, convention tickets, mm -hmm. Pettic Mansion. like Manny Petties. Mm -hmm. Do stuff where you get to share laughs and you get to share memories. I don't even care if it's a coupon book. Coupon books are fun. A create a coupon yeah. book, right? And then you give it to your partner. It says, here, these are the acts of service or the things I want to do for you. Here's your gift, right? Yeah. You can cash these in whenever you want. So I think those are also really cool. And then it also creates that personalized, sentimental feel that says, I know this is important to you, and this is how I want to spend my time with you. And this is how I want to show you that you matter to me. Right. And it, it gives you it gives you so much more than a nice quilt. <laughs> My mom is giving me a quilt for Christmas. Perfect. <laughs> but it's bright and shiny and super pretty, and she's been working on it for months, and I'm actually really excited for this quilt. Oh, cool. It has really positive sayings on it. Um, she, cause she knows how I am with my personal development and positivity and stuff like that. So she put it all together and it's bright, shiny, like springtime colors yeah. with lots of purple and it's just got these positive sayings on it. Aww. It's going to be really cute. Okay. And that's another example. So a generic quilt out of Walmart, probably not that exciting. What your mom is doing for you, mm -hmm. tailoring a gift specific to you right. is also a way to put effort into something to show to say, hey, this is how much you mean to me. Yeah. I, I made a lot of this for you. This will be the second quilt for my mom. So my mom, historically, because, you know, she has three kids and some, a bunch of grandkids, and she's in a spot, so she doesn't get to buy the gifts. And so what she does is she makes jellies and jams and cookies, and she puts it all together in a little care package and then sends out the little care package. Right. And it's actually really nice because... She knows what cookies we like, and she knows what our favorite jam is. She makes this great apple butter jam. Mm. I love that stuff. It's like crack on bread. Yeah, I don't think really I tried good. it. It's so good. And we did that for our neighbors this year. We did. We yeah. made some cookies and some fudge. The fudge, this no-bake fudge with marshmallows. It's so good. Yeah. But yeah, we passed out little tins to the seven neighbors around us. Mm -hmm. And we actually got a couple tins of cookies back. Yeah, it was cute. It was so cute. They wrote us little Christmas cards even. Yeah, it was really cute. Yeah. What it, what it really comes down to, I feel is the holidays are tough for a monogamous couple to try to figure out a bunch of things. So you start adding other partners in for polyamorous cule and you've got your work set out ahead of you. Some of it's easy and some of it's not so much. We've talked about travel, different beliefs, uh, family stuff, what, splitting time. We talked finances. about finances. Mm -hmm. So like there's a lot of aspects that go into holiday and 
while you may have the finances nailed, the splitting time might be harder or the family might be tough. God, can you imagine? I mean, even in a monogamous relationship when it's just two people, mm-hmm. what if both of your parents were divorced? Four. What if they're remarried? So now you have four parents to visit. Right. And what if I have four parents to visit? So you've got eight families to visit potentially. Right. You know, what? It, yeah, it could, be, it could get crazy even in a monogamous relationship. But it's still only four households. Totally. Unless you do grandparents. But Woo! it's still a lot, right? And then polyamory. Add poly to it. And even if it's a triad or a hinge situation where there's only three people, that adds a whole other third to it. Yeah. What if it's four more people? Like, right. holy crap. And then you add siblings and nieces and nephews and grandkids and all kinds of stuff. It can get exponentially larger with stuff. So the challenges might be the same as a monogamous relationship, just expanded. Well, and that's the thing, is that I feel like in monogamy, you're adding things together. And addition is manageable, but and then you go into polyamory, and it takes all your additions, and it starts adding multiplication. Right. So now you're having bigger equations, or way different equations. And that's where it starts to become a struggle. So what... what advice would you give people what advice would i give people i think i gave some of it like first off make the gift from the heart find whatever it is that tailors specifically to each partner and make it unique enough that your partner feels valued and cherished because that's what they deserve yeah that's why you're with them you want to show them that i mean if giving a bobble is a good idea cool give that what's a bobble oh no here we go (laughs) a trinket oh okay I think of bobbleheads. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's from like my sports memorabilia collecting. You get like a little baseball player and they've got a (laughs) bobblehead. So yeah, if giving bobbleheads is your thing, give bobbleheads. I had a Garrett Anderson from the the Angels. I'm a diehard Angels fan. His head would bounce around and then eventually it broke. (laughs) The spring died. So he was always looking at you sideways? a little to the left. Are you kidding me right now? (laughs) eyeballing you (laughs) i have a megatron bobblehead (laughs) so my takeaway would be tailor the gifts and focus on experience more than bobbleheads Mm -hmm. i would also recommend not trading time but creating additional special days yeah you're not trading out one holiday for the other this isn't a divorce case with a child custody battle i guess and when it comes to family my tip and suggestion would be to remember that you're creating your own family too. Mm -hmm. So don't feel pressured. Stick to your boundaries. Just because mom is guilt tripping you to come over there doesn't mean you have to. Nobody Mm -hmm. owe, you don't owe anyone anything. You don't owe someone a text message back. You don't owe them your time. Set your boundaries and remember you're creating your family. You grew up in theirs and now it's your time. Right. If you want to go spend time there, great. But if it's a toxic family dynamic, stick to your boundaries and create your family. Yeah, I I don't think that anyone should get a free pass on a holiday when they're shitty the rest of the year round. Right. And just enjoy the holiday, whatever, however it looks for you, whatever you celebrate and whoever you're with, make the most of it. Time is short. You never know what's going to happen. Well, and I could really go on a very nihilistic tangent. I know you could. Because, and I'm going to. (laughs) Fuck it. Before I was shot, my mom would watch Unsolved Mysteries. And it was always this dire, terrible situation. And these people had to go through this ordeal. And when nothing's really happened in your life, you think, oh, I could never do that. I could never do that. And how scary would that be? So when I was shot, 
that was me. That was my life all of a sudden. And I just did it because I had to. Otherwise, I was going to die permanently. Not just permanently? <laughs> not just temporarily, right? Oh. <laughs> not all death is permanent. No, I'm just thinking about Mario with like a one-up next yeah, turn. Yeah, right. And then I, I actually lost a life. <laughs> and I had to start back at the beginning of the level again. And it's not fun to do. But it does remind you that, well, it reminded me. It let me know early on enough in my life that nothing's a guarantee and nothing's permanent. And at any moment, you could be dead. Right. And like a plane could fall on your house, you know, it's just oh, random so weirdness, crazy. right? And so while oftentimes we get so wrapped up in, well, this is what we've got to do for this. And this is traditionally how we do this. And these are what our holidays need to look like. Really what it comes down to is that your life, it's going to be the longest thing you'll ever experience, but it's also going to be the most precious thing you have. And it's actually really short. It's your time to be alive. It's Literally, yours to live. Your time to be alive. You are the main character in your book. You write your story the way you want it to look, right? So when the holidays come around and when all of this comes around, you never know if you get another one. So make it the way you want to make it. Right. You want to take a cruise for Christmas or go walk the hills of Ireland? Make it your own. Christmas doesn't have, or the holidays don't have to look a very specific way because that's what everyone tells you it should be or that's what you grew up thinking it should be. Do what you want to do to celebrate a special time. Right. And then that's one of the lessons I had to get shot to learn. So that also holds true with love who you want to love and care how you want to care and just make the life you want to make. I feel like Shia LaBeouf right now. He's like, <laughs> just do just it. Just do it. But it's the truth. Like, you don't know what you've got left. You can spend your time getting worked up that, oh, this person went somewhere else for Christmas and now I need to have this. Or you can just say, you know what? They had a great experience. I'm going to also make my own great experiences. And... When we get together, we'll make our own little Christmas, right. right? We'll make our own New Year's Eve party or our own Halloween. We'll do something special. We'll go to a horror movie or whatever. Do your thing. Do you. Take care of your heart and your life in a way that you feel like you're adding to it, not taking away from it. Right. You're adding to your own life and you're adding to the life of the people you love and you're not taking away from them because you're worried about whatever you never know when you're gonna fucking die right like live be alive it's it's tough and that's one of the reasons i'm totally tangenting sorry like with jealousy one of the reasons why i've learned to let go of jealousy the best i can we all still feel it in some way yeah. or another is that i don't want to take away from something because if i want to go out and love and then have extra i don't want someone to hold me back and I don't want to do that to somebody else. Right. Right. I want to be alive. I want them to be alive. I want everyone to be alive and experiencing and happy. You know, have five fucking Christmases. Yeah. Do it. You know? Well, I think that's funny. That's a funny point, too. That's kind of where this podcast was born from in that we've learned so much in our experiences. We've taken bits of advice from people here and there and from lessons we've learned yeah. that we wanted to give back to our community and so that's when we were like, man, we have these really great conversations about things we've learned. We've taken it in. So let's 
give it back to people who the next generation of people who are learning the same things we needed to learn. Yeah. So yeah, that's just kind of funny that this is where this was all born from anyway. Right. Well, on that note... And this is our gift to you. Our gift, our holiday gift to you. Happy holiday, whatever your holiday is. We would ask, if you are so inclined to give us a gift for the holidays, to please share our podcast. Just share it. If you enjoy it, tell your friends, tell anybody you want about it. If you want to help us grow, that way we can provide some more content, better content, soundproof our office room here. Be fantastic. Or if you want to consider supporting us on Patreon, just search Talk Your Poly Off. We've got a couple different tiers with some bonus episodes and a Facebook group. And also, you know, if, if you want, we have merch. Merch is at shop.spreadshirt.com slash talk your poly off. And the, and the thing is, is like, do it or don't do it. No yeah, we, pressure. It's no big deal. It is a holidays and everyone's spending their money yeah. on all their stuff. We are just appreciate you sharing, uh, talking about it. And if you can support us and would like to, that's awesome. If yep. not, we still love you. We do. And I have a t-shirt, actually, from our merch shop that's purple, and it's super cute. Maybe, I really like that shirt. Maybe I'll uh, we'll make a Patreon video with me wearing it. That's a good idea. We have to make our welcome videos for Patreon anyway. Yeah, we should do stuff. a Facebook Live video. We haven't we done that should. in a long time. We'll do a, like a holiday one or yeah, something. Yeah, I think that's a good yeah. idea. Okay. I can even dress up like Santa. <gasps> yes, and I'll wear my Santa bow. Yeah. Yeah, super cute. All right, well, it sounds like we got shit to do. <laughs> so thank you, Pollyam fam, for tuning in, and thank you for sharing a little bit of your Christmas week with us. Yeah, we hope your you holiday have a, week with a us. wonderful holiday. Yeah. And we look forward to seeing you, what, one more time before the end of One 2019? more time before 2020. We're going to do, I think it's on the 30th or 29th or something. It's, it's New Year's Eve Eve. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about looking forward into the new year and talking about some resolutions and goals and planning and stuff like that. And if resolution's not your thing, uh, we can call it something else. It's all just labels. Yeah. And we'll also be talking about the Roaring Twenties. The Roaring Twenties. We're going to have a New Year's party, Masquerade, Roaring Twenties. Yeah, so. It's going to be fun. Anyway, we'll catch you one more time this year. Until then. Adios. Thank you for talking your poly off with Bella. And Monsada. You can find our Facebook page in the links. Or by searching for I Love Polly and liking the page Polyamory Get Your Heart On. You can also find I Love Polly on Instagram and Twitter by searching I Love Polly Cares. If you want us to help you navigate to all of our online presence, check out the show notes or come on over to ilovepolly.org. We would love to hear from you. That's right. And you can get in touch with us by emailing podcast at ilovepolly.org. That's singular podcast, not plural. So until our next discussion, Polly and fam, live like there's no tomorrow. Laugh until it hurts. And, and love, love without, without limits. limits.